and, and I was like, look, if you watch television or you open up a magazine or you go on the internet and you look at specific sports, look at basketball players and how their shoulders look, mm -hmm. look at track athletes, look at their posterior chain. If you want to look that way, then you have to start training that way. We believe that you are strong by design and you were made in God's image to have a strong body, mind, and spirit. Hi, my name is Chris Wilson, and you're listening to the number one strength and health authority podcast in the world. So let's get ready to unlock your potential and transform your life with today's expert. Hey, if you want the free five-minute glute workout sheets, then just text GLUTES to 345 345. That's GLUTES, G-L-U-T-E-S, to 345-345. And you'll get a text from me asking for your email. Then you'll get the free report sent to your email inbox. And if you're not in the U.S. or Canada, then you can grab the free report at criticalbench.com forward slash GLUTES. Let's dive in. Hey there, welcome. This is Coach Chris here at the Critical Bench Compound, and thank you for joining us with the Strong by Design podcast. I'm sitting here today with two-time Miss Figure Olympia winner, Erin Stern, and we've worked with Erin in the past. It's a pleasure to have her here again. Nice thanks. to see you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so Erin is a, uh, what we're gonna talk about is training like an athlete. That's why we have her here, and that's the first thing that kind of came to my mind when I thought about what am I going to talk about with Erin, who is, uh, you know, known for her figure competition. But what makes her, she's her background is in track and field. She was a really high level track and field uh, athlete, and you were like this close. You said to Olympic trials back in when? In oh. In oh eight, I was 08. three centimeters away from the Olympic trials. Yeah. So I mean, that's you were doing nothing like figure based back then, right? Right. I was You I, were just an athlete mm -hmm. training like an athlete. And then he was like, oh, I could probably do some of this other and then what a couple years after that is when you got into figure competition or Well actually it was the summer of 08. Mm -hmm. I missed the Olympic qualifying standard by three centimeters and I was devastated. And right. I was like, I don't have a purpose anymore in life. Yeah, yeah. And someone suggested figure competitions in September of 08 was my first amateur contest, and then I went pro in November. Wow. And won the Olympia a year and a half later. Wow, which is like probably unheard of. Yeah. Somebody that like been working for years and years and years, not getting there, and then you just, you just popped onto the screen, onto the circuit, and then I'm like, whoa. But I had been working for years and years. Yeah. I was lifting probably for 10 years before I even got right. on stage, right. just not for that specific right. purpose. But I had that instant stage presence and ability to like, because it's a little bit, it's different, obviously, right? It's like mm -hmm. showing your your body instead of like performing, yeah. Like like showing your athleticism, you know. It's so like it's, a beauty pageant for muscles, yeah, right? Exactly. That part required a little bit yeah. of work. And on my first show, I just kind of flipped my hair upside down and sprayed it with hairspray and went out on stage. And I had a friend of the family who was like, "Honey, you look like a linebacker." Like, <laughs> he's like, "Let's fix you." So I worked a lot with posing and, and the presentation, yeah. like being a girly girl is a lot of being on stage. Wow. Yeah, totally. But you obviously got 
you slid right in there quite nicely after like you know you got used to it. And, it did okay, yeah. And, and, and took off. So, kind of like the first official question, I guess. Then after we kind of get some of the backstory, why is training like an athlete, in your opinion? Because I know it's I, I, this is how I feel. Why is it the best approach for size and strength gains? Like, you know, in, in, instead of like kind of that traditional bodybuilding, you know, that, that a lot of people end up doing with isolation, isolation. But why is the way you train like pretty much better for physique? I have to say that I train both ways. I train like an athlete and I train like a bodybuilder. Yeah. Um, that being said, I feel like whenever you train isolation, so if you have like a back day or a chest day, um, separately, the the muscles might look good, but they might not flow together aesthetically because they're not really working together. Mm -hmm. And I think that when training like an athlete, you're using your entire body, you're using power, you're using, you're using speed and strength, and you're recruiting a lot more fast twitch muscles. And fast twitch muscles are rounder and fuller, and I, I believe a lot more beautiful on stage, um, looking like an athlete, is so important so you have to train a little bit like a bodybuilder in that you do have to specialize because athletes don't normally have large shoulders and they don't really have the upper lats and the things that you're that are necessary for stage but you do have to tie everything together with that speed and power work right with all like the compound movements yeah. and stuff that you're doing yeah yeah and that's i think that that's what holds people back a lot is they 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 don't incorporate any of some of that more dynamic stuff that shows your athleticism. You know, it's just some of the really cool, like the bounding stuff that you do, or um, you know, just some of the, uh, the the way your body moves. It just looks more fluid mm -hmm. and uh, more graceful, I guess, than just kind of like well, the body robotic, you know, bodybuilding movements or yeah. jerking. And if you're working a lot with machines and you're working a lot with time under tension, yeah. I feel like the muscles do get bound up. And so you do start moving mm -hmm. a little bit more robotically yeah. because you've trained your body to move that way. Right. Um, but I do think a lot of people are scared to get into the athletic movements because, let's face it, it's intimidating. Yeah. Um, I couldn't go right out and bound when I first started. Sure. So it's a matter of just scaling things back in starting out at like, you know, 60% and then move up to 80% of your max. And it's not so much, um, I, I guess it's not so much performing like a high level athlete as it is going through those motions where they're safe to where it's close to your max effort, mm -hmm. engaging it based on what you can do. And that's uh, what I would recommend for people to, to get into that. Yeah, no, that, that's great. Well, um, we all know that it takes a lot of time for it, you know, for you, like you said, it wasn't like you just jumped on stage and you were like winning stuff. You had like ten years of hard hardcore training behind you and stuff. Um, it just was. It was for performing on the on the on the track and the field, not not on the stage. But well, that's uh, the other thing too is that whenever I talk to people about training, they're like, "Well, I want to I want to look like you on stage." Yeah. And I go, "Well, what's your current routine like?" Yeah. Oh, well, I do an hour and a half of cardio yeah, and I do circuit training. And, and I was like, look, if you watch television or you open up a magazine or you go on the internet and you look at specific sports, look at basketball players and how their shoulders look, mm -hmm. look at track athletes, look at their posterior chain. If you want to look that way, then you have to start training that way. That's right. Which means 
the steady steady state cardio is going to have you right. looking like a marathon runner Versus which sprinter. is skinny fat right. and cortisol levels stress hormones rise and so that creates that watery look that a lot of competitors get on stage yeah. because they think more is better all right yeah oh we're still learning right everyone's it's, still we're learning. all still learning we're all still yeah. learning you know um how much in your experience or no uh, I guess, let me back up. How, how many hours per week would you say are necessary to transform your body if someone was, if someone came to you, and I'm sure you get questions like this all the time, in 90 days, like they want to go from like here to here, what would you, what would be like a hypothetical like week of training for that person, taking into consideration like cardio and strength training? Or, well, see, that's the thing. I would say five to seven hours. Right. Period. In a week. And that is. Which a lot four of people days. are like, whoa, that's only that's like an nothing. hour a day. But yeah. you're crushing it. So you might have four days a week where you're lifting. You do your push pull exercises. So you might have like a chest and back day, antagonists or opposing muscle groups. Right. You might have a push pull for like arms and shoulders. And then you'd have two leg days. And then you have two hit days. That's it. Because I think a lot of people, they, they immediately think it's like a. To look a certain way, it's two to three hours like daily. Right. Uh, and then, you know, a thousand crunches. And Tilapia and just, asparagus. Yes. I mean, they make it, it, it sound like, where it's like, wow, it and really for, sounds like a miserable experience. For but, many people, it is. Yeah. And that's the, the hard thing is that they'll, they'll get to stage, they'll look okay, or they might look pretty good on stage, at least, especially the first time around. Yeah. But then you have this terrible rebound because you've primed your body to either gain fat or gain muscle. And most people, quit the gym afterwards because let's face it if you're spending three or four hours a day in the gym yeah. you'd want to quit too Man. yeah I can't let you know in life I think we find that at least I've experienced as I've gotten older like less is more with a lot of things and a simpler approach which is in terms of how I feel like the simpler approach is just like doing move moving like we did when we were younger mm -hmm. but just doing it you know, like kids on a playground and stuff, they're doing all this great dynamic movement, and then we get seem to all lose it. And we stop playing physically, and we just get into these, like, real, like, I, I don't know, I feel like when I watch you train and, and, and the way you incorporate exercises into your training that you have, there's a lot of play almost, and, and it's enjoyable, mm -hmm. it's fun. And, uh, and it's not about busting your butt, uh, you know, 10 hours a week doing cardio just to like, you know, have like, well, we burned a thousand calories on the arc trainer. You know? oh. Yeah. And I've, I've been there. I've tried that, that route and it, it didn't work for me. Yeah. I have the pictures to prove it. Yeah. Anyway. I, in my experience, a lot of people I've talked with, it's never like the only time they've ever maybe done extra cardio is like right before a show just like maybe a few weeks out. Absolutely. And so otherwise they're barely mm -hmm. doing like a lot of steady state cardio. And you're using that cardio as another tool right? in order to get lean. And, and that's the goal is to, if you're trying to lean down, to keep your calories high and to burn as many calories as possible in the gym to do your circuits, your supersets, that type of thing. Really keep an eye on recovery between sets. So that's why I like the, the push-pull or the antagonist muscle training because while you're training your back, your chest gets a break. Right. While you're training your chest, your back gets a break, but your heart rate is still going. Right. And then by keeping recovery to like 45 seconds to a yeah. minute in between sets, yes. you're essentially getting the benefits 
of cardio and you're getting the benefits of weight training. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you're combining everything. And I think a lot of people don't do it because it's brutal, like yeah. mentally and physically. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You need to make those that, that the intensity of the workout and the intensity is like how close together, how much work are you getting done in a short period of time? So that those rest periods become really instrumental in like your, your, your success and how many hours a week you're putting into your, your exercise. All right. So moving on, I want to mention the glutes because earlier, uh, before we started, we, were, we had talked about glutes, uh, earlier when we were making videos and we told you we have a, a program called unlock your glutes. That's become really successful and, um, glutes just have become just such a popular topic. Like in the last, I don't know, I've been around fitness for a long time. It just seems like the last year or two, like with the glute bridges and hip thrusts and all this stuff has, and, and just the, anything that we, that we make or talk about, if it has to do with glutes instantly gets a lot more reaction or more interaction. Why do you think that is? What, I mean, do you notice it at all on your, uh, on your end with no pun intended? like social media platforms or anything like that? I mean, why has the butt become so, so uh, popular? I think it's been popular for years outside yeah. of the United States. Uh, um, I remember traveling to yeah. the Dominican and seeing girls wearing like the, like the singlets, like the one piece stuff, yeah. and they were just doing cable exercises and leg lifts and that's all they would train. Yeah. And I remember thinking, oh, this is ridiculous. And now a few years later, every gym is full of people doing like leg lifts and you know the hip thrusts and that yeah. type of thing. And, yeah. Um, I think it's just I, I think it's kind of great because everyone loves <laughs> nice round glutes. Right. Um, but I think too for stage for me, I want to keep them in proportion. So. You can't be like a Kim Kardashian walking on Correct. stage. Right, right, right. Everyone's like, oh, but. <laughs> right, yeah, instantly. Right. right, right, right. Like, yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a, a limit, I guess, to like where people, like how much development are they going for? But we've, I think everyone can agree, like you said, men and women alike, like a flat butt is not like the goal for anybody. No, you know pancakes I mean? like, are only good for breakfast. That's it, yeah. right. So that's what we find. And it's like, it seems like a 50-50 interest there. I mean, it seems like for every guy that's interested or there's a girl interested, it's like split right down the middle. Mm -hmm. um, so we actually, if, if you're, uh, anyone listening is interested in finding out more about unlocking your glutes, go to www.unlockyourglutes.com and you will be blown away. And even better than that, we have a free five-minute glute workout that you can grab for free, and that's uh, www.criticalbench.com forward slash glutes, and it's a free five-minute glute workout that you can grab real quick, and that, that'll actually lead to the Unlock Your Glutes program, talking about glute development. Um, and it, it, it's amazing. I mean, I, I, we've made some of the best videos that we have or in the last year on our YouTube channel, are, are talking about glutes and you know just the, the many different ways to train them and how important they are in overall health and everything else um, so uh, let's talk to the beginner person because you you're all about helping people like mm -hmm. right that's what your like your mission is like yeah. getting people like on their right path to like fitness and health what would you say are like the 
top three obstacles or struggles that seem most common and maybe like like how what would be your suggestion for overcoming those um, I think as far as uh, a beginner goes setting objective goals is very important a lot of people go into the gym and they think well I want to lose weight mm -hmm. but that's a moving target mm -hmm. and it's a goal that's based in self-judgment right. so it's not something tangible it's not something you can take out a measuring tape and, and measure so create clear tangible goals the second obstacle I would say is uh, gym intimidation so yes. <laughs> it's the it's the, the girls or the guys who go in and maybe just do cardio or they stick to the machines because they're afraid of the free weights and that is a lot of that is mindset so tweak your brain a little bit think about going from exercising to training if you're training for something then you remove a lot of these obstacles and it becomes a lot easier to go into the gym because you have a purpose mm -hmm. And then I think the third obstacle would be just diving in too deep and finding a program that's too complex to start. Start with the six basic lifts, your fundamental lifts, because that will teach you proper form. And from those six foundation lifts, you can change your grip, change your stance, change your weight distribution, change the angle. And they have thousands of variations. Right. So that's your squat, your deadlift, your row your military press, your uh, bench press, and your pull-up. That's it. Just and master those. That's it, master those, mm -hmm. I know. And like we said, you know, it's sim simple or, or easy is where you should, you should put all your, your effort or all your eggs into that basket of those six movements and then just like do the variations because it is like thousands of extra like you can use a dumbbell, you can use a barbell, mm -hmm. you can use a kettlebell, you can use bands, you yeah. can use cables. You, I mean, it's just it's in that machines. It never ends. So yeah, I, lo I love that. And what's great about those movements is that they're they're it's, they're multi joint movements. Yes, yeah, so you, you burn know? more calories. Yeah. It's more effective of a yeah. workout. Yeah, and you can do them anywhere. Yeah. I hear people say, "Oh, I don't have a gym membership. I I can't get in shape." Well, get some exercise bands. Go to Ross or TJ Maxx and get a couple of dumbbells resistance bands and um, like a yoga mat. Yeah. Go and outside. That's it. And be consistent. Yeah. And don't, and stop comparing yourself to every other person, you know, because well, <laughs> comparison, and I always say too, it's tough as a beginner because you're aware of everything you do. So you've got your bloopers mm -hmm. and then someone on social media is posting their highlight reel. Yeah. So you're comparing your bloopers to their highlight reel and a lot of social media is smoke and mirrors. So the people are using Photoshop, they're taking pictures at crazy angles, and, and they're weaving this story that is just a fairy tale. Yeah. And I know even, even me, like I, I feel like I shouldn't be intimidated by much, but if I spend enough time on social media, I certainly start to feel down on myself. So I can imagine just starting out and looking at these perfectly sculpted physiques mm. No one is perfect, and you have to realize that. You just get out there and you take one step at a time, and they say the master of anything was once a beginner. You just have to start that's and it. keep going. Yeah, that's awesome advice. Um, you have something coming up next month, which you're pretty excited about. You're going to Africa, South Africa. Yes. And it's IFBB Pro Elite. Elite said? Pro. Elite Pro. Mm -hmm. I knew I was going to mix, mix that up. Uh, which which sounds really interesting, and I, I'm looking forward to finding out more about it. But as you said, it's like kind of brand new. 
It is. Uh, it's a few months old. Yeah. And it's a worldwide federation. They have different divisions. So they have bikini, but they have um, a wellness division, which is sort of like a mix between bikini and figure, and the girls are not as lean. They're healthy. So they have this beautiful glowing look on stage. Yeah, yeah. There's body fitness, um, which is how figure kind of used to look a few years ago. So everything, every division has a more athletic look, I uh -huh. feel. That's awesome. It's exciting, yeah. Why do you think that that typical, that you like, bodybuilder from, you know, if you just go back, what, 10 years, I guess, mm -hmm. for men and women, it's becoming big time unpopular, right? I mean, it's, people are kind of going back to more of that aesthetically pleasing physique, you know, for both men and women, like the classic, classic physique for the guys and stuff. It's like the big and freaky look has lost a lot of its, you know, oomph. I mean, why would why did we just get to, did we just get to the point where it was just getting like just ungodly like huge and like everyone was just like that's no, too much it's too much maybe maybe and I think maybe people were have become desensitized to it because when the mass monsters came out it was like wow there's a three hundred pound man at three percent body fat right. how is that possible right but you look at them and they don't have a waist. The aesthetics have, have disappeared, and even Arnold stood up and spoke against it, yeah. saying they look like, we say, like beer bottles with arms. Yeah. So it's, it used to be the ideal of, and, and he said something to the effect of, Mr. Olympia should be someone who walks down the beach and the girls want to get to know and the guys want to look like. Right. So. And it did, it did. It was losing, it was becoming so niche, right? So like. Right, like Arnold, as big as Arnold was, you know, over six feet tall and like competing at like 240 pounds, he just, you know, he was obviously genetically gifted, hardworking, very strong, you know, all the, he, he really had it all going for him. But it still had, he had a body that people were, wanted to see. It was very attractive of something to it. And then it just evolved into this like bigger is better, like craziness. And then I think, yeah, people just like were like, no, it's just gotten scary big. Like, like I don't know. I, it, and it, I'm glad it's kind of going back this other way, you know. Yeah. And, and, and I'm glad for you because, you know, you get to kind of like this thing that you're going over to do in, in South Africa is definitely more in line with like why you like this. And the way that I've always looked at it is that if you go into the gym to lift weights with the goal in mind to shape your physique, you're essentially a bodybuilder. And in the last few years, bodybuilding has gotten a bad rap mm -hmm. because you think bodybuilder, you think like a fridge with arms, like yeah. something huge. But yeah. really, we're all bodybuilders because we're right. all trying to improve the way our physique looks right. with weights. Right. And uh, the new divisions are amazing because yeah. it gives these people a platform. You know, people like you and me who want to get on stage and they, they want to showcase their work, but um, I know for me, I, I wouldn't go back to a figure competition because the girls probably have 20, 30 pounds on me. And I would look, you know, like who let the... So it's nice to have different divisions for that now. Yeah, no, that's great. Well, I, I thank you so much for stopping by and giving us some of your time. And I'm excited for you on this new, because it's been what, like four years? It's been four years, yeah. Since you've had competition there. Like, so yeah. that'll be like really exciting, like butterflies and all yeah, that stuff definitely. coming. Yeah. So it's, it's been a pleasure to have you here, the Strong by Design podcast. Uh, 
first time uh, uh, having you here at the compound. Yeah, thanks uh, for having me. Yeah, it's been a real pleasure. And uh, so it's been uh, Coach Chris talking with Miss Erin Stern, the uh, training like an athlete for the perfect body. There's nobody better to talk to about it than Erin, and uh, we thank her for her time. And thank you for listening. Thank you for listening, and stay strong by design.